0: Praise the Lord. Uh, Could you just turn to your neighbor and tell him the Lord is good? God is good. Azofu, thank you very much. Thank you so much for this opportunity to preach the word of God to you. And like uh, he said, Today is Pentecost University Day, where wonderful people like you contribute to make sure the vision of the church to train young people and even old people. Because my students are all adults. Some are even 61. But... To give this training to make sure the right things are done, and we are impacting the world with kingdom principles. So, before we come to the Pentecost University offering, uh, I want to share with you the word of God this morning. If I can help, uh, one of the singers help me to sing this song, Betimau." If I live, I live for you.
1: Let's all sing it together. Let's sing it together. (laughs)
0: that we are and all that you have made us to be we pray that you will speak to us you speak to every heart you will change lives you will transform individuals through your word for your word is pure your word is holy your word can transform I pray that you use me this morning to speak to your children in the name of Jesus we have prayed amen I want to talk to you about what I have termed the alabaster box. So, can we quickly turn our Bibles to John, the Gospel according to St. John, chapter 12? And we will be reading from verses number 1 to 11. And then we will also read John 19, verses 38 i like us to stay in the Word of God because I believe that people normally or people come to church to actually engage and to, to, to love on the Word of God and not on my opinions. So let's stay in the Word of God. I'm reading from the Holman Christian Standard Bible. It says, six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany with Lazarus, where Lazarus was, the one who Jesus had raised from the dead. So they gave a dinner for him there. Martha was serving them, and Lazarus was one of those reclining at the table with him. Then Mary took a pound of fragrant oil pure and expensive nut, anointed Jesus' feet and wiped his feet with her hair. So the house was filled with fragrance of the oil. Then one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, who was about to betray him, said, Why wasn't this fragrance sold for 300 denarii and given to the poor? He didn't say this because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. He was in charge of the money bag and would steal part of what was put in it. Jesus answered, leave her alone. She has kept it for the day of my burial. For you always have the poor with you, but you do not always have me. Then a large crowd of the Jews learned he was there. They came not only because of Jesus, but also to see Lazarus, the one he had raised from the dead. Therefore, the chief priest decided to kill, to also kill Lazarus, because he was the reason many of the Jews were deserting them and believing in Jesus. God bless the reading of his word. Shall we take the next text, which is John 19? And uh, the verses 38 to 41. After this, Joseph of Arimathea, who was a disciple of Jesus, but secretly because of his fear of the Jews, asked Pilate that he might remove Jesus' body. Pilate gave him permission, so he came and took his body away. Nicodemus, who had previously come to him at night, also came, bringing a mixture of about 75 pounds of myrrh and alloys. Then they took Jesus' body and wrapped it in a linen, in a linen cloth, with the aromatic spices, according to the burial customs of the Jews. There was a garden in the place where he was crucified, a new tomb was in the garden. No one had yet been placed in it. God bless the reading of his word. So this morning, I want to speak to you on this title, Alabaster Box. And I take the title from the old King James Version, not from the version I read to you. So the alabaster box is is a box like a perfume bottle in those days. In it were different types of perfumes. But in this particular text where we we read, the Bible says Jesus was in Bethany, in the house of Lazarus, whose uh, siblings were Mary and Martha. And then the Bible says they had thrown a party for Jesus Christ because that was perhaps the first time they were seeing him after he resurrected, after, after Lazarus resurrected from the dead, or after he, uh, after he rose, uh, after Lazarus rose from the dead, perhaps. <laughs> now, in the party hall, or in the part, in the hall where they were having the party, was Lazarus himself, other guests, including the disciples, and then Jesus himself. Then something happened. As they were eating, the Bible says that Mary took a bottle that was filled with ointment, that was filled with perfume. And she did something incredible. That was to wash Jesus' feet with the perfume or the ointment. And then not only that, but to clean it with her now, as she was doing that, there were some memories, and then the obvious person rose up and spoke, that, "Why couldn't this be sold for 300 denarii and the proceeds be given to the poor, or the proceeds be used to take care of the poor?" But John is smart. When John is recording, John says that he didn't actually mean, or he didn't actually intend to think about the poor, but ultimately he was thinking about himself. Because Judas Iscariot was selfish. Now, what happened next was that Jesus, looking at what Judas said, and realized that some among the disciples were even of the view that Judas made sense. Because how could you take this precious, very expensive ointment and wipe Jesus' feet just for one day? Because this 300 denarii, according to the Bible, is like somebody's annual wages. Because according to Matthew 20... A fair day's wage is a denarius. (laughs) So it made sense to some of them. Then Jesus looked at them. He looked at all of them and then said, Leave her alone. Because there is a reason why she has done this. Because she has seen into the future. She knows that I am not going to be with you forever. But you know what? The poor you always have with you. So if your intention is to help the poor, then you have all these years ahead of you to help the poor. But leave this woman alone because she has discerned that I am not going to be with you. Therefore, she has given me her all. She has poured her heart out. Everything she did actually came out of her heart. That this is what I want to do for the Lord. So this morning I want to talk to you about Mary. I want to talk to you about Judas. And then finally I want to talk to you about Joseph of Arimathea. All within 30 minutes. Thank you. Now... Let's look at Mary first. Let's look at Mary. What did Mary do? Mary took a very expensive ointment, a very expensive perfume. The Bible says that according to, according to Judas, who was an accounting man, according to Judas, that bottle of ointment, that perfume could have been sold for 300 denarii. Now, she takes this 300 denarii worth of perfume, and pours it upon the feet of Jesus. And not only does she do that, but she also cleans Jesus' feet with her hair. A sign of submission, a sign of saying that I come to you with my all. I actually I, I come to you with everything that I have. With the best of my possessions, I worship you. With the best of my possessions, I fall before you because you are mighty, because you are awesome, because you are the Lord. Because without you, I do not know where I would be. Because if you read other commentaries, you realize that this Mary actually had a history. But because of Jesus, her life was turned around. Therefore, he came to Jesus with the best of her possessions, with the best that she had. Something that was worth somebody's annual salary. And she broke it. The Bible says that she broke it. Meaning that I can't recover it. I don't even want to recover it. I want to give you all. Naked I come. Naked not in the literal sense. But naked I come. Here I am. Look within me. I have nothing to hold on to. I pour it all to you because you are my God. Because without you, I don't know where I would have been. Without you, I don't know where I would be today. Without you, I don't know where my brother would be. Without you, I don't know where this family would be. But because of you, we are together. Because of you, we are saved. Therefore, I come to you with the best I have. And that was the Oil of ointment, or that was the alabaster box, meaning that I surrender all to you. You are precious. You deserve my worship. That was Mary's attitude. So Mary did not count the cost of what she was giving to Jesus because she knew that Jesus was worth more. She didn't think about the perfume and the fact that that perfume could have changed her life forever. She took it and broke it. That means I can't recover it. I don't want to recover it. And poured it upon the feet of Jesus. This is worship. This is somebody who is broken before God. This is somebody who is saved. But as she was doing that from her heart, there were other people who were rationalizing. So the chief architect comes and says that, why was this not sold for 300 denarii and the proceeds given to the poor? Yes, Judas made sense. Yes, it is good to rationalize. Yes, it is good to ask questions. He was right. That this is expensive. It could be given to people, but he didn't consider the fact that, This lady also gave it because Jesus was worth it and more. Now sometimes when we come to church as believers, we try to rationalize. We try to think about where the offering is going. All this offering we are giving, where is it going? You try to rationalize. You try to rationalize. This TV that they have gone to buy, couldn't they have sold, couldn't couldn't they have used the money to feed the children at Osu children's home? It is good to rationalize and it is good that we ask questions. But there is a place for rationalization and there is a place for faith. There comes a time when you cannot rationalize because some of the things the Lord does, there is no way you would understand. So he asked the question, couldn't this have been sold? Yes, most often than not, we come to church and we are, we are so critical. Yes, it's good to be critical, but know that there's a place for that. And there's a place for believing in God, for a place to be sold out to God, a place to know that without him, you are nothing. Therefore, you give him your all. Yes, Judas, we thank you for being a rational being. But Judas, know that it is not everything you can quantify. Judas, know that it is not everything you can give figures to. It is not everything you can, you, 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 you can just associate uh, 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 figures to. Some people like Mary come to God. They have already counted the cost and they know that it is expensive to be a Christian. Because Jesus said you should count the cost. We can rationalize. But I came to encourage somebody that look, it is good we rationalize but there are certain things you should do out of faith, out of love for Jesus. In actual fact, Who is the object of our giving? God is the object of our giving. When we give, we give to the Lord. We don't give to man. And because of that, God also blesses us. So in in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, Paul says that God loves a cheerful giver. And then he associates words like bountiful. He associates words like overflow. And he says that when you give, there will be an overflow of thanksgiving. Where is this overflow coming from? When you give, it is a sign that, Lord, thank you for giving to me. And when you give, the people will receive our generosity and our benevolence. They also raise their hand and say, thank you, God. If it weren't for this man, I don't know where it would have been. If it weren't for this man, I don't know if I could go through school. If it weren't for this man, I don't know if I would have been alive today. So there is an overflow of thanksgiving. Therefore, you should know that when we give, we give to the Lord. And he is the one who blesses us. He is the one who can change your life. Therefore, when it comes to giving, when we come to the Lord, when we come before God, it is not that time that we want to rationalize and calculate and think that, oh, I have so many degrees. When it is worship time, I can't dance. Let these children dance and let us, the, 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 the pastors and the doctors and the professors stand aside for these children to dance. No, you can rationalize. But I came to tell you that in the presence of the Lord, there is nothing like degrees. There is nothing, nothing, nothing like you are the pastor and these are the, this is the congregation. There is nothing like you are the bishop and you are the. Da- no! We are equal before the Lord. And so when we come to God, the, let's not rationalize. Let's put aside our degrees at home. Let's put aside our, our bank account and how fat it is at home. And let us come to Him. With humility, let us come to him and love on him and worship him with all that we have. Worship the Lord. If you cannot worship the Lord with your degrees, if you cannot worship the Lord with your money, it is meaningless Then it is worth nothing. So it's good to rationalize, to think about A A plus B is equal to C. It is good that there's a place for it, but not when we come before God. When we come before God, we put all these things aside and we come with a humble heart. We come and worship him out of our hearts, out of our nothingness and out of all that we have. We break it before him. The alabaster box. I don't know what expensive thing you have this morning, but whatever it is, I want to encourage you, break it before God. Break it before God break it before God so Mary gave her best to Jesus Mary gave her best to Jesus saying that I will serve you with my all you deserve the best therefore take the best of all that I have I don't know what you consider as the best you have but I want to make a suggestion to you that the best you have is that heart of yours Open that heart out and let the king of glory come into your heart. Let that king who was slain on Calvary's cross take absolute control of your heart. Come before him naked, naked, with the nakedness of heart and give him your best. Give him the best of your substance. It is not time to rationalize. It is not time to think about what they do with the money. Yes, it is good to ask questions. And I would always want to give an accounting of what proceeds are used for. But there should be a time where believers come and just love on God. And give our best. And give our best. Now, not only, not only did Mary do that. Let's look at another person, Joseph of Arimathea, as I try to bring my message to a close. So the Bible says that when Jesus was crucified and he died and he gave up the ghost. The Bible says that Joseph of Arimathea, who was actually a secret disciple of Jesus, went to Pontius, to Pilate, to request for the body. Now that is number one. Number two, it wasn't only to request for the body. But according to the Bible, Jesus was laid in a tomb. According to the King James, it says, in a tomb in which never man has slept. So in a tomb in which no man has ever slept. Now this was a special tomb. It was a stone in those days. And it took a high level of uh, engineering to actually... I don't know what word you use, but the word is hewn. To hewn. I don't know which simple English I can use. But they take they took time to take out the insides of the stone. It's a precious stone. So they take time to take out the insides of the stone. So this was a precious, a precious, very precious, very, very precious tomb. And the Bible says that Joseph Matthias took this tomb and then. Jesus was placed in it. So people say that Jesus died as a pauper, but he actually was buried in a rich man's tomb. Now, according to Josephus, who is a Jewish uh, historian, that tomb was actually meant for Joseph of Arimathea himself because he was a rich man and a noble person. So that tomb was so expensive. But what did he do? He realized that This is my God. This is my King. This is Jesus we are talking about. Therefore, why would I let this expensive tomb lie there? When Jesus is dead, I will give it. I will donate it. I will donate it to Jesus. I will give Jesus my best because he deserves the best. I don't know what you are talking about, this. what you are thinking about this morning. But this morning, I want you to just look at the benevolence. Just look at... uh, Just look at the giving of Mary and of Joseph of Arimathea. They came to Jesus not to give just an ordinary gift. But they gave very expensive gifts. They gave gifts that indicated that you are the Lord. You are King. There's no one that can be compared to you. You are my master. You deserve the best. What gift have you brought Jesus this morning? What is the state of your heart this morning? Are you surrendering it all to Jesus? When you give, you give to the Lord. And you give your best. You give your best. So Jesus said that what this woman has done shall serve as a memorial. It shall serve as a memorial. It will stand there like a pillar. Forever, Mary Magdalene, you gave a year's worth of perfume. You poured it on me for just a day, just just some few minutes. Joseph of Arimathea, one of the most expensive tombs. It was meant for you, Joseph. You are the rich man, but you gave it to Jesus because Jesus is worth more than any of us. He is the Lord. Before him, we are nothing. Therefore, we give him our best. Therefore, we we surrender and we say, you are the Lord. You are awesome. You are wonderful. You are incredible. You are king. You are a father. Oh, Jesus is Lord. This is the king we have come before this morning. And I just came to encourage you that let's think about the way we give to Jesus. Let's reflect this morning. And give up all this rationalization there is room for rationalization but when we come to Jesus we should know that he is the Lord and I'm not preaching this because of Pentecost University offering I'm preaching this because I believe this is what God has laid on my heart that it is time we come to him with all our heart it is time we give our best And when you give your best, when you give to the Lord, remember that it will serve as a memorial. You will be remembered always. Like I told you in 2 Corinthians 9, Paul connects our giving, our generosity to to overflow of thanksgiving. That when we give, we don't only give. we, We are not only saying thank you, Jesus, for blessing me, but we are also Giving the opportunity for somebody to say thank you Lord if not for this offering that this church gave I don't think these children could be trained but most importantly what I want us to learn from Mary Magdalene's approach to Jesus is that we should be sold out sold out to Jesus we should be sold out to Jesus that is the essence of my message this morning shall we bow down our heads shall we bow our heads